like to give everybody out there listening a very warm White Cat welcome because you're tuned in to the White Cat Outdoors podcast. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to episode 36 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. We have me, your host, Tom, and my brother, Nick. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And tonight in the studio, we have our buddies uh, from Deers and Beers, Kyle and Ryan. Yes, sir. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us, boys. Yeah, no problem. Glad to have you on. We uh, still, we've actually, we've been following each other on, on Instagram for quite a while, um, and kind of just seemed like we aligned with, you know, enjoying the outdoors, but also having a little bit of fun as well. Um, you guys are a bit of a meme page, it seemed it looked like, too. Um, but, yeah, we just felt like everything lined up nicely and wanted to get you guys on and, you know, shoot the shit for a while. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, you know, we, uh, we're cousins. We've uh, we got some hunting property that we like to take advantage of. We love hunting. We love the outdoors. And I think the biggest thing is we don't really take ourselves too seriously. That's kind of where the whole meme thing comes in. Like, you'll see us making memes about, you know, people only shooting big bucks, people only shooting spikes, this and that, you know. But then we like to toss in, you know, some recipes, um, some of our strategies here and there, some cool photos. You know, if we're fortunate enough to get, uh, you know, one on the ground, you'll see that too. So it's kind of just what we're all about and just having fun and enjoying the outdoors. So where, where are you guys based out of one more time? So, we hunt out of uh, Macosta County, which is kind of in between Big Rapids and Mount Pleasant, like where our spot is. And uh, but like we live on opposite sides of the state. Ryan's on the east side. I'm on the west side. Michigan, correct? Um, what's up? Michigan, right? Yeah, Michigan. So, you guys yeah. have to like travel to like even. How far apart are you guys? Like when you're going. To like hunt together stuff like how much traveling you guys got to do so me um i usually am like an hour and 10 minutes from the property whereas ryan's like three yeah i think i got it timed out I'm about two hours and 30 minutes from my house to the the property gate so you know and that kind of has it you know obviously hunting your own private property has its advantages as well but it kind of has its disadvantages because most of the time I'm limited. Kyle's limited to just hunting weekends and you got to drive, you know, two and a half hours to get there. Um, but yeah, usually, you know, most of our hunting is done there. A little bit of state land, late season, but that state land's also up north, kind of close to where we hunt. So most of our hunting is upstate. Um, but Kyle was pleasant enough to make the drive over here to my drive to do this podcast for you guys my wife was like no let's clean the toilet Kyle's coming over <laughs> <laughs> like, why he's gonna probably blow it up anyway he's probably got taco bell before he got here but yeah it's never <laughs> accurate choice. yeah no we appreciate it I didn't realize uh you guys live so far apart um works out nice for us I mean we all live so close to each other um when I said we moved our studio over out uh, of my house like it was because I didn't want to make the 15 minute drive uh, over to my cousin's oh. place. So, <laughs> it wasn't like a huge chore. I just didn't want to. Well, things perspective, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many guys have on your, your page that are, you know, active in White Cat and the podcast and all that? So the uh, the White Cat page um, is, there's four of us. There's me, Nick, obviously, my brother Tom, and my brother Luke, and then our cousin Frank. 
Um, obviously, Luke and Frank aren't here tonight, um, but uh, the main hosts on the podcast are me, Tom, and Frank. Uh, Luke's more of like a frequent guest, mainly because he works third shift, um, and we always record in the evening, so we get them on when we can, yeah. like when we're doing fishing, because like, I'll be honest, I don't know shit about fishing. Um, I enjoy it, but... Uh, I'm there. <laughs> so like i enjoy fishing but like luke's the kind of guy like you look at his boat and he's got you know a tackle box for like each style of lure and then you open the tackle box and it's all like color-coded and ready to go where like my tackle box has like the same lures that i got for like my fifth birthday so yeah <laughs> tackle box, worms yeah <laughs> yeah walmart bag with some live worms and a box of donuts <laughs> Yeah, yeah, tell my, you what, that way catches fish too, though. Beard it's true. <laughs> <laughs> how long are we going for? What was that? Is it my first question? How many beers do I got to bring? How long are we going for? Oh, um, well, we don't have like a time limit. Our podcasts usually end up being between 30 minutes and an hour. Um, no, we, I'm up. Huh? So, I'm talking about fishing. Oh, right. fishing. Um well, I mean, my brother drives, so, like, he's the only one that can't drink. Um, and I guess it's just – on a busy day, it's tough to drink. I mean, we got – we run um, – We do trolling yeah, for walleye. We, do, we don't really do much jigging. Um, we do trolling with uh, planer boards. Um, so we'll run four rods off each side of the boat. And on a good day, I mean, you're constantly fishing. But um, we usually yeah, save the right. beers for cleaning at 8 in the morning. We like to, it's like kind of a tradition where we get tuned up the night before till like three in the morning and then you get out on the boat at five and then ride the three foot waves. And then blame like the throwing up on motion sickness. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a good routine we've had going on here for a while. Yeah, you kind of play that game where, you know, you, you look at the waves and they're going to be too high so you figure you're not going to fish tomorrow so you just drink and then you end up fishing anyway. Take your drama mean and catch a couple, couple tasty ones. Yeah. So, do you guys have like a camp or anything on that property? Or are you guys um, just going up for, for the day, or like how do you guys do like weekend hunts there? Yeah. So our uh, our grandparents have a place about 15 minutes from the property. It's actually his property, and uh, so well, and Ryan, Ryan's dad has a place up there too. Um, so we have spots, but we don't have any like camp on the property. So usually we'll, we'll wake up and we'll drive 10 to 15 minutes to the property. But, um, you know, we kind of make a trip out of it too. We see the grandparents and whatnot, not all hunting. <laughs> I'm sure you probably eat better about... staying with the grandparents too. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> And she loves when somebody gets a deer, you guys. You think you're excited when you get one? Wait till you see Grandma when, when you bring a deer home. She goes nuts. She does all the <laughs> cooking for you? Oh, yeah. So, yep. got, do you guys you eat always, the heart out of your deer? Eat the heart? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes. Delicious. Not all the time. Yeah, we, not raw. No, not, no, no. We're not those guys. You know, we, uh, we cook them. The heart, but. I think a lot of people overlook. You know, if we can remember to grab it, which we should more often than not, um, we'll grab it, you know, bag it, take it back, and we cook it up within hours. Um, yeah, just that's how super we do tender Yeah, in, we in the heart. Yeah, the you know we do we do all of our processing in our barn, um, and that night whoever 
gets a deer. We process deer for all of our buddies and everything. Um, and we don't charge anything. We just ask that they stick around and help and drink beer with us. The only yeah. thing that we do ask is that uh, we cook up their tenderloins and heart that night to give us something to eat while we're cutting meat. So it worked out pretty well for yeah. us. Yeah. I don't think we've done tenderloins that night. Something maybe we can try this year. But usually with the heart, it's just load up the pan with some diced onions, some butter. I think we normally boil the heart for a good amount of time, get all that nasty, you know, green foam out of it. Yeah. And then just slice it up, toss it in there, you know, a couple minutes on each side and, and take a bite out of it. I mean, it tastes just like a typical venison steak or something. It's It's good. I like it a lot. Yeah, we we just uh, basically just soak ours in a brine for a couple hours before we get ready to put it on the oh. grill, um, and then we just yeah slice ah. it up and cook it up like deer steaks. And we've had several people over yeah. at the house that have never eaten heart, and you know they're kind of afraid to try it. But once they try it right next to the tenderloins, they they're like, holy shit! Like that's that's a damn good piece of meat. I can't believe I've been leaving this in the gut pile. Exactly. We've tried to get people to eat the heart that we got, and I think the fact that they know that it's a heart, just they already have a mindset that they don't like it, even though it's good. <laughs> I totally understand that because my grandpa, he's like super old school. He's real big into eating like cow tongue and shit. And Which is good. He's, yeah, everybody swears it's delicious, right. but just knowing that it's a tongue, I can't, can't bring myself to try it. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. It ain't for good. sure. So I... We kind of got off on a tangent there, which I told you was going to happen. Um, but we kind of gave you, we gave you the rundown on uh, how White Cat Outdoors was started and everything. But we haven't heard um, where, like, where did Deers and Beers? Like, I know you had said that you know you you don't like to take yourselves too seriously. And that's where like the memes come from and the hunting. Um, but like the name and everything, like, where did like where did this all start for you guys? So, yeah, um, last year uh, at the beginning of hunting season. Uh, you know, I, well, I was in college and, um, so I haven't really been able to do the hunting that I've wanted to the past five years. Um, so Ryan has kind of been, yeah, I played football in college, so like I can never go on weekends. Um, but Ryan, Ryan's been up there and, uh, so finally this past year, you know, we got, we got to talking We're, you know, I still haven't been, I went up, I think twice last year. Um, and we just got to talking and he suggested we do, we start doing some hunting YouTube and Instagram pages and I'm like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, well, what do we both like? Well, we like to hunt. We like to drink beer. We were kind of throwing some other names around there and just really wasn't sticking. She said, well, let's go with beers and beers. And <laughs> it was more just for us. Like we can just kind of mess around with each other on there and, I don't know, I, kind of throughout the hunting season, you know, I had a really shitty year, and I didn't get a deer. Kyle got one, a uh, really nice doe, and it was kind of like, well, it's, I don't know, we're just having fun with this, and then just kind of took over the summer. It just kind of, you know, started getting some more followers. We're not chasing followers by any means or anything like that, but... Yeah, I neither like are we. People, I mean, it's, like, I mean, like we, well, just, that, we do our own shit, and if people like it, they'll stick around. If not, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if, if I make a stupid meme about shooting spikes 
you know, or holding out for that 10 pointer that you're never going to see. It's just, it's just a joke. You know, don't take yourself too seriously. And people kind of started liking it and reposting here and there. And just kind of, uh, we were like, well, let's just keep it going, you know, and see, see where it goes. And, you know, we're not making, we're not trying to make money. We're not making hats, not doing this. We're just kind of just going through the motions, having fun. And, you know, people could just get a little appreciation for hunting in general and just the lighter side of hunting and killing deer and, you know, feeding your family. That's kind of all that, that I'm in for, you know, just kind of bringing that side to hunting, hunting industry, I guess you could say. No, I, yeah, I, I feel you. That's, we're coming from the same spot. I mean, we like, we do the podcast and stuff, but we don't have any sponsors or any endorsements whatsoever, um, which right. is pretty cool. Cause like we can say whatever the hell we want, you know, there's nobody that's <laughs> like giving us a check that says you have to say that this product is king shit or you know like whatever there's no pressure to like kill these monster deer um exactly. we're just like yep. we're doing our own thing if we try a product and we absolutely love it um we'll talk about it if we hate it we're gonna say the same thing um we don't we just yep. i don't none of us wanted to like watch what we say like, like right. we've, we've always you went for that stop. raw feeling <laughs> yeah for us like we really like when we did the podcast like our biggest thing was like we wanted to like feel like everybody was like out in the woods hunting deer and you just came back like your first beer just got cracked you're sitting at the table at hunting camp and then like the bs just started rolling um and that's kind of like the feel we try and go for i guess and we've like i said we're not really like pursuing sponsors or anything we're just kind of doing our thing and having fun with it um it actually costs us a little bit of money to do it but like not enough to like make us not want to do it i guess right yeah just down, down to earth man that's what it's all about yeah, I mean, hobbies cost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're uh, we get we got trail cameras out and we got pictures of really nice bucks, um, but uh, my brother Tom here is he can tell you and I'll tell you I'm honest about it like I don't hold out for shit. Um, there's only one buck in the like ten years I've been hunting that I held out for. Every other time I shoot the first legal buck that walks by, and I went on a three <laughs> year streak um, in a oh, row yeah. that it just kept getting bigger and. Like, I killed, like, three pretty decent bucks, like, first day of the season in archery. And, like, they just kept getting bigger, but it just happened to be, like, the first year that walked out, which was kind of funny. Um, and now I'm on, like, a two-year dry spell. But yeah. that's the, the highs and the lows of whitetail. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And that, that kind of ties into my, my closing, you know, put it in 10. So I'll, I'll save my comments for that. But um, yeah, I appreciate that. We've had we've had guys do that before. Where they're just like, "Well, here's my write it in pen." We're like, "We kind of like to save it for the end," but you know what happens? No, yeah. happens. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. If you like personally for me, I've shot I don't know, five of them were a year and a half old. You know, four point six point smaller, no basket. Right? Eventually, I just kind of got to that point where it was like, I'm gonna hold out, and I went a couple years without a buck you know, I was filling my tags with those so I got my meat and eventually something just just clicked it was like I saw my first mature like two and a half three and a half year old buck you know and well, he came we're into chasing range. the same size like here in PA like two and a half to three and a half is a good deer yep exactly and and once you like if you like everybody knows what like a one and a half little four point looks like you know they kind of look like a doe with antlers in the, in the rut they're a little more beefed up but when you get a two or three and a half year old in front of you, I mean, they are giants compared to one and a half year old. And once I got that rush of, oh my God, like there's a horse with antlers in front of me. <laughs> I was like, I never want to go back to shooting a one and a half year old again. 
And and that and I'm not knocking that at all. Like if somebody wants to to blast a one and a half year old, do it, man. Like get your heart rate up. The have fun. Thing enjoy. Is, shoot what makes you all happy. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like that's one thing. Like, do you guys have antler restrictions in Michigan? So the state's kind of busted up, and they actually just released the 2020 hunting guidelines a few days ago that I was looking at. And in our particular county, it was kind of affected by CWD, which is chronic wasting disease. Yep. Yeah, we're familiar. dealing with it here too. Yep. And um, it was pretty bad last year, but this year they've kind of relaxed the restrictions. But our particular county does have APRs, and it's four points or one on one side. And I'm happy about it because I would rather. Like I'm a big QDMA advocate. I don't no not I don't wish that they would put that in in the rules across the whole state because I think you should be able to shoot what you want as long as it's legal. But personally, like I'm waiting for a larger buck. So I'm happy with the QD or happy with the APRs in our county. Um, so yeah, we abide by the four points on one side or better throughout the whole season. Yeah. So like PAs, except for like one little tiny section. Um, it's three on top, so um, they're actually not even calling it four on one side. It's got to be three up. Um, so technically, you could shoot like a six-point that didn't have brows, um, essentially. Um, which, for us, like in PA, like a lot of times, that is like the start of the two-and-a-half-year-olds. Um, is that right. three up? Like once in a while, you'll get those, you know, one-and-a-half-year-old bucks that do get like the three up. You know, they've got that tiny little like eight-point rack. Um, but for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, like your 16 inch wide eight, that's a two and a half year old deer all day around here. Um, yep. so like PA kind of almost forces us to wait for those two and a halfs once you're over the age of 16. Um, but like I said, there's always, I mean, I've killed a year and a half old eight that was like 13 inches wide. Um, but, wow. but that was like, other than that, like for the most part, like I said, it's them two and a halfs, but it's, I mean, I, we enjoy, you know, holding out for a little bit. And like I said, I've. I do shoot like a lot of the first things I see. Just I get so excited, and Tom's a lot more selective. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Tom's more selective, and I think he's got more bucks than me anyway. So I don't, I don't know if my plan really works. It all really <laughs> time in the woods. You were in college. There's for a little luck the last four too. years. Oh, there's a lot of luck. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of luck, and that yeah, that, that kind of goes back to the whole. Thing. You hear a lot of these guys like they, like public lands like the huge craze right now, right? Got to go hunt hunt the swamp, get in, in a your saddle canoe. as well. Yeah, get in your saddle, get in your you know. <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be a five mile trek. You know, get in your canoe, go all the miles, two miles back in the swamp. But yeah, that probably works, okay? But you don't have to do that to kill a big buck. Like we've all heard plenty of stories where the guy who goes out one day and sits two hundred yards in the parking lot. Or have, drives his ATV out to his stand and shoots a wall hanger. Happens every day on opening day. Yep. Happens <laughs> every day. Like everything changes come opening day. So, you know, you just got to find your groove. If, if you like going way back, you know, that's awesome. Good for you. I wish you the best of luck. But don't, don't bash on people that don't do it or don't say it's impossible to kill a deer without doing what that person's doing because, you know, that's totally untrue. Yeah. It, I, I feel the exact same way. I get irritated a little bit like I don't really vocalize it much but you know like when you get those guys that like just hate on everybody else because they're not doing it their way like if you like I don't care if you don't you haven't killed a deer in 10 years if you're having fun with however you're doing it like who's to say that you can't hunt deer that way like if that's what you want to do but I mean we and I think 
Okay. Yeah, I think the tide is in the hunting industry when it comes to viewing hunting like that. I think, especially with another account, I don't know if you guys follow him. You probably do. You're familiar with him, but okay, it's Hunter. Uh, I, I, I know of them. I can't say that we follow them. I know I've seen their stuff before, though. I don't. Oh. We could. I don't know. Yeah, their big, their biggest thing is, you know, whatever you shoot, be happy about it. As long as it's legal and stop buck bashing or antler shin, whatever you want to call it. Yep. You know, I'm kind of on the same boat as that. Like, I have my preferences, and they're totally different than Kyle's. And if he shoots whatever, dude, I got his back, and I love it. I love the excitement when other people shoot deer. I, I'm personally, I'm kind of over shooting deer like i love hunting i love killing them but i get way more excitement out of other people killing their first deer getting their first buck than i do getting one myself so you know as i get older it's kind of like what is hunting really about it's about making memories and having fun with your family and your friends getting outdoors getting outdoors yeah that's that's a key point that we stick to as well i mean like we're we all hunt private land um the only public land hunting we used to do we used to have coon hounds um, and we ran raccoons on public land at night. Um, but all of our deer okay. hunting is done on private or like we've got some, like Frank hunts some leases and stuff. So none of us are out like trekking it through public land, but I think it's almost, it's like a, like you said, it's a different challenge with private. Like I'm not saying it's easier or harder than public. Um, it's like, there's a different challenge to it because like, say you've got, you know, like a 50 acre parcel to hunt like yeah it's private but like if there's four guys hunting it like it probably has more pressure than the three thousand acres of public down the road absolutely and i think a lot of guys like forget that where like hunting those small parcels with like a whole family it can get a lot of pressure if you got guys in there four days a week let alone all the neighbors yeah that too that's another thing with hunting that kind of bothers me is like everybody seems to hate their neighbor you know like one guy will get a picture of a trail get a trail cam pick of this big eight pointer web net oh that's his deer he's going after that and the neighbor shoots it and he holds the animosity against him because he shot like you don't own the buck right <laughs> okay you have 40 acres the buck <laughs> moves a mile during the rut like in 10 15 minutes and it's this like nobody who who like actually likes their neighbor even knows their neighbor i don't know our neighbors never met him in my entire life you know i don't dislike them yeah. but yeah, I feel like it, hunting sometimes brings the worst out in people when yeah. it comes to jealousy and animosity as well. Yeah, I totally see that because like I don't know, I don't know when you guys started following us, but like last rifle season, uh, we made a post about uh, a buck that got killed, like on the neighboring farm, um, from where we hunt, mm-hmm. and it was I mean that was the buck I was holding out for. Like I said, I, there was only one buck I ever held out for, um, and because I know the score now, I can say it. But like it was a mainframe eight, and it was like 164 and change wow um it was just like his absolute slob like something you'd see out like in the midwest um (laughs) and we had pictures of him for two years so like yeah that was a deer i was like okay i i can respect that deer enough where like i'm going to hunt that one um right and we never got an opportunity at it um and we were getting ready for rifle season um and i don't do you guys do any deer drives in rifle season like are you guys for that or against it or I'm for it. Our property's not set up. I've done them before on friends' property that are mostly woods, but ours is kind of a mix of brushy field with a little bit of woods. So gotcha. we don't want to push them onto the neighbors if we try. Yeah. Okay. So well, anyway, like, just I guess I'd ask before. I mean, I'm still going to tell you that we were doing a deer drive, uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, we were getting I'm- ready to do a deer drive, and I got pictures from uh, my cousin Frank, actually, 
and he said, hey, I think that buck uh, got killed. And, like, he sent me a picture, and it was, like, without a doubt, I knew it was. Because, like I, like I said, we've been following it for two years. Um, and it was, like, the neighbor, he was out, um, he was doing something. He's got beef cows, I think. Something he moved his cows from one pasture into another pasture so he could hunt the pasture that his cows were in. Yeah, so he moved the cows, like, in the morning and then went out for the afternoon. And he was in the stand, I think he said, like, 45 minutes. No, and he never went to the stand. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, well, we'll take the story away then because obviously I don't know it. Yeah, what happened was he was walking and he kicked up a buck, a a nice buck from what I understand, and he couldn't get a shot on that buck. Well, the buck ran into some thick shit and kicked out this even bigger buck, and he was like, oh, that's pretty nice, and he shot it and got up to it and was like, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, he, he had no pictures of it or anything. He found it shed like the year before. Um, but he had like no idea what he was uh, about to walk up on. Yeah, even um, I mean, it was a, it was what one sixty one sixty four, and, and it was change. an eight point. Yeah, it was, it was just an eight. Yeah, it, it, there it was insane. It's on uh, our. Uh, insane. I can I'll send him, I can send you guys a picture afterwards, so you're not like scrolling forever. Yeah. It was like last rifle season, but anyway, well, like what I was getting at with that story is like we weren't bitter at all, like about it. Like we, I know Frank actually went and helped. Um, the guys cape it out so we could take it to the taxidermist. Um, we like congratulated him and everything because like it's just like it was for us. It was just cool to know that there was a deer of that caliber running on the farm. Um, and hopefully he bred some does in the area. So yeah, those genes are still around. Yeah, so like it. It sounds like we line up a lot closer than I realized on a lot of things. Like we just like it was. It was cool to be in the game with a deer like that, and to even yeah. if the closure didn't mean us killing it. At least, like, we, we got to see it, like, in all its glory and everything. So, that was pretty cool. And, um, like, about the hunt. Yeah, exactly. It was about the hunt. You did the hunt. <laughs> you just didn't come away with the prize. But we, uh, we have the, a big farm up in New York. And um, there we got, I mean, really decent bucks on camera. The guy that owns the camp, he's a <clears throat> reconstructive face surgeon. And he's a big-time hunter. He does a lot of food plots and everything. Um, so, but we do deer management up there. It's just just under a thousand acres that we work, um, but we get some really nice bucks up there. And so many times you get pictures of these monster bucks, and then come deer season, it's yep. like they disappear, and you have no idea what happened to them. <laughs> so it was cool in this situation that we've been watching this deer for two or three years now, and finally there was some closure on it. After, I mean, unfortunately, it wasn't one of us that had been pursuing this deer, this guy got lucky and it just kind of fell in his lap, but it's a local farmer. It was, He's a good my, dude, yeah. Yeah, and in my opinion, it was better than his nephew's cousin or something coming up from Florida and sitting in the stand one time and getting lucky. I was glad to see that it was a... A good guy, a hardworking guy in our town. And but Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely fun hunting one particular deer. You know, I'll put cameras out. You know, sometimes I don't put them out until like mid October. Other times, like I've had a camera out on the property this year for about two months. Um, but what I'll try to like this one buck, I'll just give you a quick story. But I've had this one buck. He's probably like five points on one side. He's at least probably five years old because I've had him on camera for three years. We had five on one side, and the other side was just like this gnarly mass that came out probably like a foot and a half and split out into some different different points. I had him on camera multiple times, and it was last year during the rut. I was hunting. It was like 10.30 in the morning. I text my dad, 
That's all right. Uh, what? 11 a.m. So in 30 minutes, let's get down. Five minutes later, I look up and he's coming right for my stand. I somehow am able to grab my bow, draw back on him without him seeing me, and then he stops 20 yards, maybe 15 facing me. He starts throwing his nose up in the air. Like he knows something's wrong and he's facing me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, do I shoot? I got, I'm shooting Montex G5, like just a solid one piece. Like I've never taken this shot. He's a giant buck. What do I do? And I said, screw it. Just go ahead and shoot. And just as I'm getting ready to touch off my release, he, he goes to turn and I just kind of flinch and I shoot, but I smack him like perfectly broadside. But it's a little far forward and a little low. And he runs off like he's smashed. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I just smoked a buck. I'm shaking. He's just, he looks like a horse running through the weeds back into the And, like, it's close to a hard shot, but I don't know if I got him. The arrow probably got, it probably went all the way through, but it didn't, it wasn't a pass through. And I get down, and I, I find a little bit of blood, track him for about 400 yards out of the neighbors. They're like, go look for him. And I just kind of dried up. And I figured he was gone. I didn't kill him because I missed the heart and a little far forward. And, you know, I went back to the neighbors two months later, knocked on doors. Hey, anybody killed this deer? Anybody find him? I just asked a guy about a month ago on Instagram that I met that hunts real close to me. He's never seen the buck on camera, never seen him dead. So, like, I don't have that closure. I don't know if he's dead. Should I have called the dog? I don't know. But, you know, it just kind of sucks. Like when you when you when you seen that deer on camera for three years, then you get him in person. He's right in front of you, and you actually get a shot on him. It's like all the stars lined up. It was just bad luck, and I probably shouldn't have shot. That's what that's what kind of like hurts me the most. Like I just I wounded this deer. I probably shouldn't have shot, but I did everything right. So I got I got a ton of confidence going this year, knowing that like I can get a shot off on a big buck. That's like the biggest thing in hunting, just having confidence knowing that you can get it done, you know? Yeah, confidence is everything in hunting. Like, I, we're all big believers in that. Um, so, you had mentioned earlier, like, how you got, like, it necessarily isn't even, like, about you specifically killing the deer. Like, you said, you're, I couldn't remember if it was Kyle or Ryan that said that you guys were, like, it's not really about, like, you killing the deer specifically. It's about, like, the chase. And I did want to ask, like, is that where, um, kind of like the Whitetail Coffin Club came about, or, like, how did that get started? Yeah, so this is Ryan. I've been filming my hunts since probably 2010. Um, I don't film my bow my bow kills. Um, I don't have a camera on I just would rather not have a camera on my bow stand. But I, just, I always keep a camera with me, and I'll film deer, and I film all my gun hunts. And I just got like 10 years of footage, maybe like 10, 15 kills on there. And I figured, well, might as well just, if we're going to do this whole social media thing with Instagram, might as well come up with something else for YouTube. Cause I like to edit my videos. Just like, like stupid. He loves editing. Yeah. <laughs> like stupid, simple windows movie makers. It's like the worst <laughs> program ever, but it's, it's simple enough for me what I want. So we're like, well, let's just throw some mud at the wall and see what sticks. You know, coffin club on YouTube or deers and beers. And, Coffee Club, I realized YouTube is very tough to break the ice, and you got to really put time in, as a, as opposed to Instagram, when you can just post a picture with a couple hashtags, and, like, you can reach the whole world with it, it seems like, in a couple hours. Yeah. Um, but Coffee that's kind of, like, my baby. Like, I really like to sh- put my hunting videos out there. So, as long as I can, you know, get some more footage this year, I'm hoping to get more traction in that, but... That's kind of like our YouTube, our serious side. Like, this is our lifestyle. This is 
how we hunt. And Gears and Beers is just kind of like the more separate, let's just have some fun, yeah. you know, make some memes, mess around, mess around more. But, uh, you know, the, like the joke account has gained a way more traction than like the serious account. But, right. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, uh, I, I printed off a Whitetail Coffin Club sticker and slapped it on the back of my truck, you know, just like, that. to me, that's, and then Kyle came up with the name, but to me, like, Whitetail Coffin Club is like, that's who I am as a hunter, you know? That's kind of where that spurred from. So do you guys have an Instagram for that, or is that just your YouTube page? So that's our YouTube page. Um, I just didn't know. Like, I knew you have Deers and Beers on Instagram, and Whitetail Coffin Club was on YouTube, but I didn't know if, like, you guys had a corresponding YouTube or Insta for that, or if it was just, like, two separate things, but you guys run both. Yeah, we, we have, like, uh, an identity crisis between <laughs> Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> We have Deers and Beers as Instagram and Whitetail Coffin Club as our YouTube, but they're all it's really all the same. So we're planning on kind of uh, trying to join those together uh, pretty soon and going into the season because we really want to because it's pretty hard to put content on and and your serious side of hunting when it's not hunting season. So that's kind of when it comes into like the Instagram stuff. And that's kind of what this whole off season has been about just memes and connecting with people. Um, now, do you guys make your own memes? You guys, your own meme farmers? Yeah, man, we, we, <laughs> we got our, our meme accounts or not meme accounts, our meme apps that we make memes on and it's all original, you know, we don't copy anything. So we take pride in that. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. But we to, to take uh a lot of interest in our white tail coffin club on YouTube this season, because finally I can uh, get out hunting. Cause I'm done, yeah. done with football in college. So I can get out most weekends and I'm going to get my own camera. So we'll have two cameras to take footage of. And we're actually looking to get pretty serious into that, but the deers and beers is still going to keep rolling. That's going anywhere. No, <laughs> We have a lot of fun. We got a lot of chugs to send to people. Start, so camps <laughs> rolling around here. It'll, we're gonna have some fun this year. No, we're excited for that. I enjoy the memes, especially when it's uh, they're original. And I, like I was about ninety nine percent sure that you guys were original when I had asked it because you know, like when I see your stuff, I know it's not. I haven't seen it all over Hornhub and Run and Arrow and Brown and right, and stuff. Right, for sure. Um, but I mean, we we've tried the memes and stuff, and for whatever re- like we most of ours are they just didn't we just can't get those ones to grab any traction versus our other posts. Um, so I guess maybe we're just not a meme page or our shit's not funny. I don't know, either way. <laughs> but um, that was like all early on, so I don't know. Maybe try it again because like everybody likes to laugh, and there's so much to joke about in the hunting industry, and you know just right. the, the ridiculous yeah. trends, and you know there's always somebody that's getting put on blast and. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you can make fun of and laugh about and all that but instagram is funky like you have to do it a certain way yeah Otherwise, we, even just like gonna... the time of day you post is one thing i've noticed right. like you post it like you know there's like for whatever reason like you post it like nine in the morning you're not gonna get shit but if you would have posted at eight it'll be better or like noon or like six o'clock yeah. like it's just weird that like certain times of days or even days of the week. It's just, I don't know. We found that Sunday evenings yeah. are pretty solid. And it, uh, after because, family dinner, everyone's yep. on the couch scrolling through Instagram. Yep. Looking for a laugh. 
it's weird though because like i'll you know we'll spend a lot of time making one meme that we think is hilarious and it gets you know like 50 likes that i just you know we made this meme last week about oh i can't wait for opening day and then it's like just four stupid pictures of like a mosquito and a guy sweating like well, I can't wait for opening day, but when you, when that day comes, you're just dripping sweat, swamp ass everywhere. The mosquitoes are just tearing your ass apart, and and that's got like 1,600 likes. And I use I didn't tag anybody, and I used like five stupid hashtags that like aren't even related, and it it just like blew up. And we're just looking at each other like, what just happened? Why? This is not even that funny. I'm texting Ryan live like counts like why? Yeah. <laughs> why do you have this many stuff? That was like we. I mean, we haven't had anything that big, but I know, like I said, we did like a lot of like the meme videos. Um, just like I love pulling from like classic movies or you know like old videos that like back when YouTube was like when it first came out and it was just like this like uncharted waters when we were all younger uh, with like just full of stupid shit. Um, I like digging that kind of stuff up and putting a little comment to it. Um, but like our our videos would get like you know, like 100 views, 50 views or something. And then, like, there was one random one. Like, I don't even remember what, what it was, but we had, like, 1,200 views. And it was, like, yeah. I don't understand, like, why that one took off. Like, yeah, I, so I, I don't get it. Some, but Yeah, it's, it's, it's too hard. It's too hard to crack the algorithm. I've, I've learned to stay away from videos. The pictures, can you can do way better with just picture memes instead of video memes. Or okay. my experience when using, like, I guess that we've been stockpiling memes all summer for we'll probably start putting some out starting in October. They're mostly related to like deer camp stuff, so yeah, good deal. Well, y'all can relate to deer camp, that's our big thing. And we know what, about two years ago we built a little cabin uh, up on our farm, uh, just because like our, our uh, property is like 45 minutes away. Um, and mm-hmm. me and Tom and Frank have been hunting that since I was 16, and we could drive up there. Um, it's like kind of, it's like my grandpa's property that he handed down and it just keeps getting passed down. Um, but we don't, we talked for years, you know, like we should build a cabin up here. You know, it, it would be so cool if we just like could do something like that. Um, and then one summer my grandpa was like, Hey, I got this old, he had like a big pavilion out back. Um, that was, he used to raise beef cows and it was like, it had like the, the feeding troughs and everything. And he said, if you guys tear that down, you can have all the wood for it. We're like, and it had been up for like 40 years. And at first we're like, you know, I guess it's more of just like a, a favor for grandpa, but, um, we started turning it apart and it was actually like, there was like two inch thick, like white Oak boards and stuff. And then like we peeled the shingles off the roof and like the, the plywood was like brand new, like it never leaked or anything. Like it was insane. So we like started meticulously yeah. tearing it apart, um, and ended up building a cabin for like almost no money. So that was pretty cool. It's, I mean, it's like, when I say cabin, it's like a shed. It's like a 12 by 16 yeah. shed with like a wood stove in the corner. Oh, you need. Um, but, uh, oh, that's like, I think I saw that on your page. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been on there a couple of times, but like, I wish we would have been into like filming stuff when we were building that. Cause that would have been a cool little story. Um, but yeah. yes, like it's, I mean, it's totally like off the grid. There's no power, no running water or anything. Um, you know, you sleep in the kitchen and in the foyer because like you just like, it's like an open room with a table and four cots. But it's a good time. What do you do for lighting? You have like uh, just like LED powered. battery powered lights that just like those oh. uh, puck lights. We just put some like double sided like 3M auto tape and just stuck them to the wall. And once a year we change out the batteries. <laughs> yeah. 
And you guys probably have a blast, though, when you're up there. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. The only problem is I don't know if we do any more hunting because now we'll go up Friday night and just, like, get drunk instead of, like, <laughs> not drinking Friday night so we can drive up there Saturday morning. So. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. We have fun with it. Drink half the time and half the fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do tend you to find ourselves getting to the tree stand a little bit later in the morning hunts now, but. It's all the same. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Fellas, I think we're about ready for a, uh, a smoke break here. I'm thinking about the okay. cabin and the and the dinners we cook on our stove and stuff. It's starting to get me a little hungry here. So I'll let you guys take yeah. it away with the uh, this week's smoke break. Yeah, go for it, buddy. You're all about the smoke break. I got no good recipes for that one. All right, oh. folks, when we come back here, I'm going to talk a little bit about the actual disadvantages to having private property and having to travel to it. You might all be right. surprised what I got. All right. All right. We'll leave them on that cliff note or cliffhanger. Sorry. Cliff notes, not the same. What's your recipe, Ryan? Oh, the recipe? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, we're doing the recipe now? <laughs> yeah, hit us, hit us with it. Okay, yeah. So let's do, let's do what we go for here. What I like to do is I go to the local grocery store, and you got to get, uh, I like the Pillsbury pizza crust. And you and um, what you do is you cut it up in either in half or quarters. And you, what, what I like to make is uh, cheeseburger turnovers with the pizza crust folded over top. So, you you know, you, you ground up your meat. You cook it. If you want to put some seasoning in it, chop up some onions, get some cheese ready to go. And then you just make a cheeseburger turnover halfway through. You put a little butter on it, slap her back in the oven, let the cheese melt inside with the onions and your, your ground venison. When you pull it out, you got a nice buttered, crispy cheeseburger turnover stuffed with pure venison, and it's delicious. And that's kind of what uh, my go-to is when I feed people venison that they've really never had venison before because it, like it tastes like a cheeseburger, and they uh, they seem to like it. So that is my go-to venison recipe, cheeseburger turnover. And he's never fed me that, so that's because you like that. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, that's uh, it sounds a little animosity there. Uh, never, <laughs> never serving it up for him. But I think I'm. We're gonna have to try that because that does sound really good. Yeah, I'm all about it. What? I I could even see you doing. Or now, are you doing? I guess like how big are you doing these? Like, are these like one of them's a meal, or is this more like an appetizer before you know you bring out the deer steaks? Nope, it's a meal. You you uh, once you roll out, you got to like pop the whole Pillsbury thing, which never goes. As as, as easy as the rest you say. But once you get yeah, out of the container, you roll it out. You can either do a half, which is a pretty big one, like it's kind of a pasty if you ever had one of those before, or you can cut it up into four, and then they're a little bit smaller. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a full meal. Like, I'm eating one or two to myself. My wife will eat one. You know, my son might, might try one, you know, if he's up for it. And you can always toss in a salad or something, but it's, uh, it's, it's worth a shot. I think it's pretty good. That sounds really they good. They sound really good, and I've never had one, but it, it sounds more to me like... More cheese, the better. More cheese, more the, cheese better. the better. I, I would <laughs> imagine they pair really well with a bush light. What was that? I said I would imagine they pair really well with a bush light. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything does. <laughs> That's, that, uh, that is true. They just line up on your palate so well. It just You have to do it. <laughs> 
No, that's a, that's definitely a first, boys. I've never I've never heard anybody doing something like that. Um, you know, yeah, like, I think I got it on. There is a little, yeah, yeah there, there is a, a post about it. There is a post on it if you want to look what it looks like. Maybe halfway down somewhere. They look delicious. Like I said, I've never had them, but <laughs> well, yeah, and the kicker's bacon. They put look some, good. Put some bacon bits <laughs> in there too if you want. I'm getting my wheels are turning. You can do all sorts. You can put a little mushroom in there. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want for sliders, you can also um, change it up. Do a little quesadilla, venison steak quesadilla. I got that on the page too. Take a look at that. That's delicious as well. See, that's right there is why we like to ask like our guests for a smoke break. Cause then like you know like there's we've got several ways that we eat our venison and our pheasant and doves. Like we eat pretty much everything we kill, um, and we've got our recipes that are good, but you know, once you, you kind of fall into like the normal, like, yeah, I cooked this and it was good last time. So I'm just going to do it again. And you, you don't, you don't really think of any other recipes. So like, it's cool when you, when we bring somebody on and they throw us something totally different. Um, yep. that if we can put a deer on the ground this year, we'll definitely be giving that a try. Cause that does sound really good. Yeah. Take a look at the quesadilla and the cheeseburger turnover. I mean, every everybody does their steaks and stuff, but I dig into the whole like five ingredients or less. Like, I'm not going to reduce a red wine or any crap like that. I'm just going to keep it simple that you can cook in any household at any time. No Gordon Ramsay, but it sure tastes good, I'm sure. Got it, buddy. So, well, thank you guys for that. Um, like I said, that's going to be one we're going to definitely be trying this year. Um, I know you said you had. You left us hanging right before the old smoke break uh, with some disadvantages of private land. So we can jump right back into that. Yeah, sure. So, for, like, for instance, I'll just use myself as an example. Like, when you see a lot of guys that are, like, smoking these huge bucks and stuff, it's like most of the time I feel like they have access to really good land, unpressured, close to their house. For instance, for me, like I mostly hunt the weather. You know, so when I see the barometric pressure rising and the temperature dropping, I go on to wonderground.com. And when you see those two lines cross, you know, like I hunt the X essentially. So when the temperature's down and the pressure's rising. So what like, was that, the website you said you're using? What was that? What was the website? Something on W Underground, you said? Yeah. Wonderground with the W. Google Wonderground, wondergroundweather.com. That's an app, too. It's probably an app, too. But they, they lay out barometric pressure, wind, all that. It's great. I love it. I use it all the time. Like, I'll start looking at that week before I got, a like, a weekend hunt coming up. But, you know, if that, if that pressure drops or the temperature drops and the, that pressure rises on a Wednesday, well, it's kind of tough for me to go hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I don't go up till Friday or Saturday, you know, it's like I missed that great day i may not see that big buck because he's going to be bedded up or you know sleeping in and not on his feet when on wednesday he may have been moving through that to me like that's one of the big disadvantages is having you know your own place is you got to travel to it most of the time which could be quite far away and i can't you know if i'm sitting there and 200 yards away on the neighbor's property i'm consistently seeing deer move i can't just pack up my stuff you know get mobile and hop onto his land I got to attract the deer to my property somehow. You know, sometimes you bait, but in Michigan it's illegal to bait. So it's kind of like, you got to think outside the box. Like, where am I going to hunt now where I can get on these deer? Because come the rut, a buck 
most likely going to be going to, you know, down that trail where those does are on the neighbor's property. So like to me, those are like the two biggest disadvantages for having to travel to your own private property. You can't hunt when the weather's great unless you take time off on a Wednesday or Tuesday. Well, you toss in kids and work, it makes it kind of tough. And then second, you're kind of landlocked. If you got thousand acres, a little different, but we're stuck on 40. So it's, you know, we got to do what we got to do on our property to bring the deer in or find where they are on our property, which sometimes can only be maybe one or two acres where they cross through our, our property lines at. So, yeah. But if you consistently hunt that area, you they're going to be gone come the rut. And for us, our property is a rut property. You know, we don't hold a lot of deer. It's more of a pass-through. So you got to strategize how you want to hunt around your property. So we don't hunt too much. And, you know, maybe like the first weekend we'll hunt, maybe yeah. the second. And then I, I'm usually not up there again until the rut. And then I'll jump into my go-to stands and I'll hunt like a weekend or two before gun season. So, so like to me, that's the two biggest disadvantages. Yeah, and we hunt our certain times too. Like we're not full day hunters either. We, we hunt our morning, we hunt our evening, and then, you know, we, we drink beer in between and we drink beer at night. Not too much though. <laughs> I hear you. So how do you guys um, hunt your property? Like, do you guys, you hang stands like permanent stands or, you know, ground blinds? You guys kind of carry in stands as you go? Like, how are you guys uh, hunting that piece up there? Yep. So over the years, when I when I was younger, I was going up there, you know, I was putting time in. I was hanging stands. We hunt strictly pretty much ladder stands. I have a couple hang-on stands with sticks. Um, and I haven't put up a new stand or moved a new stand in probably five years because I pretty much got it figured out. Like a deer run's a deer run. As long as you don't disturb it, it's always going to be a deer run. And so I just kind of have my stand set up in certain areas and don't put a ton of work into stands. And our property is, we're pretty much the last property before the deer hit the ag. So we're, as the pressure builds throughout the year, the deer get, they move later and later. So we're like the last light property and then the morning first light so we're shooting deer like that last 15 minutes of light and like that first 15 minutes of light you gotta so get in to there early my... too then to exactly avoid, yeah. like spooking oh, them coming in yep and what's yeah we're always there like 30 to an hour minutes yeah, before yeah. Dark. or like an hour especially in the rut i try to get out there an hour before before light yeah. and i usually don't hunt my rut stands which are kind of in the thicker areas until the rut you know, you, I mean, maybe I'll hunt opening weekend, but that's about it. Because, you know, I mean, you guys know how it is on private property. When there's pressure and stuff, the deer, they just get nocturnal and they don't watch. So, yeah, I'd well, rather keep we that. We have to do the same thing. Like, if you're hunting anywhere close to bedding, um, you just got to get in there super early and, you know, get set and just yep. sit in the dark for a while. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to spook deer coming in or, you know, you got to let the woods calm down. Exactly. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I'm walking out in the morning and I'm kicking up deer as I'm going to my stand. Like, well, wait, shit, today's ruined, you know. <laughs> and you don't see shit for yeah three, four hours. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's a good then, point um, though, you guys made up, like, or made with like the disadvantages and stuff. Because like I, I kind, I do understand it because like we do have like some like piece that we can hunt close, um, but a lot of our hunting is done at a little bit more of a distance. So like if anything, um, before the time change, uh, you can get out sometimes right after work. Um, but other than weekends, like that's basically it. Cause like by the time we get yep. out of work, it's pretty much dark. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can make it out early season. I can make it out after work up to my property and get about an hour or two in. Like, you know, like I said, we're kind of like a last light type of property. So as long as I'm out there an hour before, I probably won't spook too much. Um, but as you get closer to the rut, which is the best time to hunt, you know, I'm now taking days off and driving up at two in the morning, you know, missing night hunts and all that stuff. But yeah, definitely and plan your days you know, in advance, that's for sure. So you guys do any hunting for any other species or you guys do any out of state hunts at all? I was just thinking about that uh, earlier. I no, for the most part, no, we, we whitetail hunt for the whitetail coffin club, but I was thinking, you know, there there's coyotes mm-hmm. and you, and we've got coyotes on film before. And, you know, if I see a coyote, you know, <laughs> I'll smoke one, but we don't really actively seek out other species species like that. We don't actively... turkey hunt or anything up there. No, I, I think one day we'll get into it. I, yeah. You know, we got shotguns, we got the land, we got. I have the calls, right? And we got the time, but we just haven't done it yet. I like I have no idea how to turkey hunt. There'd be like a pretty serious learning curve, but a lot of times in like October, you know, we'll see a flock. That's what they're called. You know, like 15 turkeys walking through the woods, you know, and they're like within bow range. It's like they're there. We got a lot of them. We just haven't actively yeah. hunted them yet. Turkey hunting can be the most fun you've ever had and the most frustrating thing you've ever done. I can't <laughs> tell me how many times me and Tom, uh, we do a lot of like pair hunting just because, you know, hunting private and stuff, they get pressured pretty heavily. Um, and we've found that hunting in pairs works really well. Um, and basically what you do is you set one guy up and then the guy that's calling will sit like 30 yards behind, uh, the guy that's going to shoot. And that just kind of, we ran into too many accounts where you'd call a bird in and he'd get hung up at, you know, 70 yards, 60 yards. You just couldn't get a shot off. Uh, so we, what we started doing is dropping the collar back. So when he gets hung up at 60, he's sitting right in your wheelhouse. Um, so just a little something to try when you guys decide to get into it. Um, but there's so many times where, you know, like you're calling them, they're calling them, they're coming in and all of a sudden they shut up and you wait around for an hour and, you know, you think it, the gig's up. So you stand up to go move somewhere else and out fly two birds that were, you know, 60 yards. You just couldn't see them. You know, it's just, it, yeah. it gets so frustrating sometimes, but, uh, we love, you know, chasing them in the spring cause it just gives us something to do. You know, you finished up deer hunting, you know, late archery and end of January and stuff and. It just kind of helps yep. take the edge off. Get out there, too, and kill some turkeys. Do you ever sit with each other when you're deer hunting? Like, one guy filming because he's maybe tagged out or he doesn't, you know, he's not hunting that weekend for whatever reason. So just go sit with one of you guys who's got the gun. You ever, so, guys ever try that? Cause so that's we, a lot of fun. Back, uh, past couple of years, we've been, we started to, like, kind of play around with filming. Um, and basically, when I say that, I mean, like, literally, like, just strapping a GoPro to our bow or our gun. Um, and just like hitting record and like literally the only footage we have is like the 30 seconds that the shot happened in. Um, and this year we got, uh, we decided we wanted to like actually try and get some film, like, you know, like actually produce some videos and get some good content. So we went and bought a camera and got like a camera arm and everything. And my youngest brother, Luke, um, like I said, he's big into fishing, but he doesn't hunt. So what he's going to do is he's going to tag along with one of us, you know, just kind of jump around from each of us and he's just going to sit in the stand and he's just going to videotape. So 
would that'll be kind of cool to try this year um, and hopefully get some good footage because like right now like I've got a stockpile of just like shitty film of like just a real quick shot or like stupid interviews that we're just like screwing around in the deer stand and like not seeing anything um, so it'll be yeah. cool to kind of actually try and film something and see what comes of it but it's just something we started to get interested in and figured you know hey why not let's try it so that yeah that's that's awesome you, you guys are gonna have a lot of fun with that my biggest advice for when you're doing that is just to not you know, don't have the camera on the whole time you know but get some, get some footage you know because when you you don't have to always produce that footage and edit it but just for your own personal folder at home or something you're going to want to have that footage like walking out to your deer blind, you know, yeah. loading up your gun, putting the window down, doing a little interview, like, hey, Finn Charles, we haven't seen shit. How are you feeling right now? You know, like all that stuff just kind of, you know, it adds to the, you know, the sentimental aspect of hunting. A couple years down the road when you go back and look at it. And then if you can get the camera on when you actually kill a deer, you know, have it on while you're tracking it. Have it on when the guy's approaching the deer. You know, that first hands-on, the antlers moment. Um that's always special to me. So yeah, like that's and, my advice for that. And like Ryan said, like or like I said earlier, he is always filming. Not always, but like, and he's been filming for so long. And I have gotten so many Snapchats from him of the most random film from our properties that he takes. I'm watching the film. He's always watching film after work. He's always <laughs> taking a peek. You know, oh. This was uh, 2013. Remember when this <laughs> buck walked through this path? Like, most random stuff. But he's got all the film, and yeah. he's got stuff to edit, and you know, he's got he's got memories. And you know, it, as 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 much as I would make fun of him, it's kind of cool. <laughs> no, I it's, I, like I appreciate it. the uh, the advice and stuff because, like I said, we're very new to the whole editing and filming and stuff. Because, like I said, I got. We've got, like, I've got tons of video on my phone and my computer of literally, like, the shot, and that's it, or, like, just stupid interviews or, like, little bucks that I wasn't going to shoot that I just, like, pulled my phone out real quick and videotaped. So, like, it'll be cool to try and, like, create a film yeah. and, like, have my brother there because, like, that's another thing where, like, my brother's so big into fishing and we're so big into hunting, and for us to find something, like, common like filming to like bring us together because like all fishing season and stuff I was filming for him on the on the river and stuff or the creeks um, while he was steelhead fishing so like I'd go out there and I'm like you know like laying in the water trying to get a good shot while he's you know fighting these fish and um, so it was really cool for <laughs> us to like get the filming involved so that now it's like bringing us back together to like do something we love together which has been really cool for yeah, us yeah. that's what it's all about man You, have you guys ever like hunted out of state, or are you guys strictly into Michigan? I haven't. Just Michigan. Just Michigan. You guys have any interest in like ever leaving the state, or are you guys pretty uh, set into just killing bucks up there? Uh, you know, maybe Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if I was gonna go somewhere, it would be to uh, Saskatchewan for okay. a late season on But I'm like the whole, you know. Illinois, Iowa, Texas, Missouri, whatever. Like, I like putting the work in to kill my deer. And I'm not knocking. And, like, don't take this the wrong way. Like, oh, you no, go to just, wherever. Yeah, say however you want. There's, you don't yeah, have to censor yourself here. Yeah, but to me, that means nothing to me. 
personally, I would rather like put the work in, hang my stand. Like if it's a three and a half year old eight point, and that's the biggest one I got on camera all year, and that's the biggest one I'm seeing, I kill him. Like, dude, I'm on cloud nine. Like that is that is the best euphoria that I can have. And we have access to other hunting land. You know, we got a two thousand acre farm we can go to. And the farmer's like, well, you know, if you want to shoot a buck, shoot a doe first. And that guy's got, like, wall hangers running all over the yeah. place. But me, going out there, just blasting one within two hours, it's like, it's a great buck, but what does it mean to me, you know? Not as much as getting one on my own property, even if it's smaller. Yeah, and we talked about, like, we talked about trips also, but they're all to, like, the UP, so it's still Michigan. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I respect that. The only – we've taken uh... – I I guess me personally, I've taken three trips out of state, and like I don't count New York because like we have property, we hunt in New York. We we live in like Northwest PA, so we're literally like twenty minutes from New York. So like I don't really consider that out of state. Um, but I've hunted yeah. Ohio and Kansas for turkeys, but that was both on public land, and I didn't kill shit either place. But had a blast chasing <laughs> birds. Um, and then oh, last yeah. last year, me and Frank went to Ohio, um, deer hunting like late season. Um, like we went in like February, um, and we went public land there and had a blast, but like we didn't kill anything there either. Just it, we literally went like totally blind. Like we were on Onyx and like was like looking at like satellite maps, and then just like drove into Ohio and just like started hunting. So it was like a fun experience, but um, it was like a lot of work at the same time because like it, we spent like five days there, and the first two was pretty much like scouting. Like you weren't we weren't even really hunting. Because it was just, like, so much to try and figure out yeah. the property when you got there. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds – yeah, that would be tough. I mean, you can get it done doing that. Like, you're a good hunter. You know, hang your, hang your head high, man. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's – like I said, it's fun. Um, and then, Frank, he goes to Alaska every year, but that's not for hunting. He does guiding. So, um, he has hunted in Alaska um, for black bear back when he was in, like, high school. Um, but he's been going to Alaska for a few years now, um, but he doesn't, he doesn't even buy a hunting license. He doesn't even, he doesn't hunt um, while he's up there. He's just guiding. So he really enjoys doing that. His dad's been doing it for 20 years and that's kind of what got him started. It was actually at the, uh, outdoor show in Harrisburg last year. Um, wow. his dad like was just getting out of guiding actually. Cause like the guy, the outfitter he was working for, uh, was retiring. So he was pretty much like, well, I, you know, if the outfitter's done, I'm done. And they were just, like, walking through. Uh, do you guys go to trade shows at all? Um, no, not me. They had, like, a small little hunting expo. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, around. it's it's a hunting expo. Um, but, like, the yeah, one in Harrisburg is, like, Harrisburg's yeah. like, massive. Like, the prop, like the building itself is, like, over 15 acres. It's, like, stupid. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But they have, like, the, like, what they call, like, the Outfitters Hall. Um, and it's literally, it's nothing but, like, outfitters and guides. Um, and they were just like walking through and there was a guide that had like an Alaskan guide stand where people were like booking hunts. And my uncle was just like bullshitting with the guy and he could like tell that he had like knew what he was talking about. And they just kind of got to talking and he had said he was a guide for 20 years for such and such a guy. And, um, he hired him like right there. And Frank, my cousin was standing next to his dad and he was like, well, do you guide? And Frank was like, no, but like I'll learn. So the guy like set him up and trained him to be a guide and. Um, so like that's how he got involved in it, and he's he loves it so far. Like I said, he's like two weeks into an eight week excursion up there right now. Yeah, I think that would be like 
a couple of podcasts in itself talking to that guy. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, we brought – so I think it was like episode <laughs> six. Uh, we shot down in Harrisburg with um, Frank, his dad, yeah. and a guy that they used to guide with out in Alaska. And I, the reason that the whole podcast happened was – we had recorded one earlier in the week, and this was like early on, like I said, episode six, and I somehow figured out how to delete the entire podcast and not get it back. Um, so I was like, we, I was like, I can't, uh, we can't, like it's episode six, like we can't miss a week already. So I drove all the way down to Harrisburg. I wasn't even planning on going to Harrisburg that year. So I drove, which is like six hours. So I drove all the way to Harrisburg helped at the booth all day and then they wanted to get dinner well we ended up getting drunk at dinner and then went recording the podcast um we didn't finish recording until like two in the morning it was like 4 a.m by the time i finished recording or finished editing and got it launched um and that was it it sucked but like it was a lot of fun talking to those guys because they just have so many stories and it's just like they just keep going like it was like a two-hour podcast they just it was insane that's awesome, man. I love hearing stories about wild trips like that. Yeah, I'm like, and they're they're totally in the bush up there. Like, there's, I Frank sent me a Snapchat uh, when he was leaving Anchorage, Alaska, and that was the last I talked to him, and I won't hear from him for two months. And then next time I hear from him, he'll be like flying back to Erie. So it, he'll wow. have all sorts of stories, and we'll, I mean, we're probably gonna have like a stupid long podcast um, once he gets back. Living the dream. Yeah, for sure. When he works a job that he can do it, he works for the state. So he's got like all this time off and yeah. like he can take that kind of time off. Um so I while we're talking about our podcast here and like doing the episodes and stuff, I noticed um in your story the other day you guys were talking about um recording a podcast and I saw on the YouTube page you guys already like had launched an episode uh few months back um <coughs> excuse me is that something yeah. that you guys are you know like in the works of like starting like a uh a frequent podcast or is that just something you guys like to do every once in a while to like kind of update the people that follow you or like what's what are you guys' plans for that yeah so like you said uh we did do one in the past and that was you know when we talked about earlier like we started you know, Deers and Beers, uh, Whitetail, Coffin Club, back in in the middle of last hunting season in middle of fall. Um, but we, uh, so we did that podcast, and me and Ryan at the time had lived, I don't know, 25 minutes from each other. So I came over and we recorded that, and we just kind of, you know, we, we, didn't really, we didn't really let our personalities go, and it was kind of like, you know, just a little see what happens you know do this little podcast but um you know with our instagram page kind of growing in numbers a little bit we decided you know we got a lot of more we got a lot we got a lot more people sorry i'm buzzing boys uh we got a lot more people that uh you know that that follow our page and that we can reach and so i was at work and i was like you know we gotta do it's been a long time since we've done a podcast and I feel like I would move myself. And so that's why I put that poll out there. And well, you guys kind of got me going uh, with, you know, being on with you guys. 
um, I was like, well, we, sh- we should, you know, just kind of see, we should talk to the people that follow us, tell them like who we are, you know, <laughs> and just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah. It's not as much of a podcast as it is just kind of like hanging out and turning on the film and talking about, you know, what we do and, you know, I don't yeah. know, just hanging out. Uh, like yeah, like you said, almost like a talk show. Uh, if like if you, especially yeah. like if you guys are if you're going over film, uh, while you do it, that's actually like I mean that's pretty unique. Like there's nobody doing stuff like that, so you guys can maybe take the reins. I maybe shouldn't talk about it, but you know just take the reins and start your almost like a hunting talk show deal with some film and going over it and stuff would be pretty su- pretty sweet. Like, I, was, I was like going through our page the other day and just like a bunch of stupid shit early on, and I, and I was like. I have no idea what this even is. And it's like my own page. I was like, people don't even really know are. So like over like the past couple of months, I was like, Kyle, we need to get our story going more. We need to like, without, you know, like giving out our identification too much, we need to like put a face to our page a little bit, you know, have a little personality to it. So that's what he was like, let's just do like a little podcast, like you and I maybe go Instagram live or something and just yeah, shoot the cool. shit with each other. 10, 15 minutes, you know, have a couple beers and just, you know, get ourselves out there personality-wise. Like, this is us. Yeah, we don't shoot huge bucks, but, you know, we have a great time, and, you know, if we can stuff our freezers, that's what it's all about. Stuff the freezers, we drink beers, and we have a good time. Cheers to that. That's all we want. Absolutely. Oh, so, so yeah, that, I mean, that's, look forward to that's, that. the, that's the essence of kind of what that story was. You guys you guys inspired me for the podcast, and I was like, you know, maybe we should talk a little bit, you know, about ourselves. It'll be that. five minutes. I'm not gonna lie. When you guys first asked us to do the podcast, I texted Kyle. I was like, "Holy shit! Like, they want to talk to us. Like, we're gonna tank. We're gonna tank their ratings." But what do we say, <laughs> dude? I don't think you could drop them any lower. No. <laughs> but uh, no, like we, like I said, we've been following you guys for quite a while, and just like everything we enjoy, you guys seem to enjoy. And then even you know, just talking to you guys now, like it lines up way closer than I even realized to begin with. Um, and I guess for us, like, it was like, you know, we don't have, like, a huge following either um, on Instagram and stuff. Um, but, you know, people that like what we're doing will probably like what you guys are doing. Um, and the style of hunting, like, you know, hunting Michigan is probably pretty similar to PA, but just, like, the pressure and the size of whitetail you're hunting are probably pretty similar from what I see other people doing um, in Michigan and everything. So, like, I think it'll be cool for that. Um, just, like, let other people know, like, hey, like, there's another page out here that, you know, has the same values, like, go check them out. And it's always fun to shoot the shit with, like, people, so. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, we, we follow people, but the people we follow, we try, like, when, I, when I'm looking, I don't know about Kyle, but when I'm looking through to find uh, people to follow and stuff, it's just, like, it's mostly people like us. It's, like, down-to-earth, simple, you know, people that just like hunting. You know, you got, like, the Drury Outdoors and the bigger names and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, that's cool to follow. That's just not who we are. Like, that is so far out of our universe. To shoot bucks like that and to hunt like that, I just, I can't connect with it. It's fantasy land to me. So I'd rather find people, you know, like you guys. I think the first time I saw you guys, you guys were, like, your pit vipers. You're holding a big fucking beaver. And I was like, oh, my God, like, these guys are my people. You know, I hit that follow button. Like, I love every time that you That was, I think, our first post. So I didn't realize you guys are, like, OGs with our Instagram page. Like, <laughs> we might be. Yeah, you guys might have been, like, like wow, one of our first followers besides myself. 
we were yeah, you um, might you might like nice dusters like lip sweaters you know and i was like <laughs> i was like yeah. these guys are great like these these guys i would want to have some beers with for sure well we'll mm-hmm. definitely we're gonna have to arrange the beer drinking you know in person because it's cool over the mic but yeah that's we actually tom started the uh the, the old cookie broom or whatever you want to call it um the uh we call it the good luck mustache and we rock that all the hunting season and it's uh it brings good luck to the to the group frank's afraid frank can't run just the mustache because he's been growing his beard for like five years and he refuses to cut in a mustache um but me and tom will we shave in the mustache and sometimes we get a little too drunk and wax it up make it look real nice uh, <laughs> but uh it's it's just like I said, it was all fun and stuff. We were actually we were sitting at the cabin uh, that we built and just kind of like BSing amongst ourselves, and we we're like, why don't we like let's start a po- or like, let's start an Instagram. So like we created the page at like one in the morning, and then like the next morning we went out and we're checking traps because uh, there's a little swamp behind the cabin. We were checking traps, and there was that beaver in the one trap, and I was like, dude, we could totally make like a sweet profile picture with this. So we like set my brother's phone like up in the crotch of this tree and just like put the timer and like all of us just like put our pit vipers on and just like held this huge beaver and we're like oh yeah that's <laughs> like that's sweet like we just knew like we're not we weren't doing it for anybody but ourselves like we found that cool as hell and like that's all that mattered and we just kind of went with it and you know it's it's been fun yeah oh yeah you guys are i love watching you guys you know with your posts and stuff just it's fun. You guys have fun. That's that's the biggest thing. Like you guys don't take yourself too seriously, but you guys still smash deer every season. You yeah, know, so, so it's like this is like the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. We just have a blast, and when we got we got three guys that are like hunting whitetail heavy, so like it's easy for us to get some sort of content with somebody killing something. Um, Tom had a tremendous year this year. I think he killed three bucks between PA and New York. Wow. Um, he killed. Um, and hey, hey, one for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, he he put one down in rifle in PA, and then he put um, a muzzleloader. Oh, it was uh, two bucks, two dough. Two bucks, two doughs. Uh, sorry, I'm over talking him a little bit, but he had a good year. Four. Yeah, he put four deer in the freezer last year, and it they're was, all gone now. But yeah, Tom was just it would literally like it seemed like every time Tom went out hunting, he was calling me saying he's got one down, and he's got to help me gotta get a drug out so he's but. a killer can't blame him for it it just it i don't know it was it had to be the good luck mustache it right there that's now, where what it you, is it pulled its weight this year hey, where do you draw the line between luck and skill is it the mustache the mustache is the line <laughs> okay right. I, here's, here's the the thing. it would be to hunt without one but i just i don't see myself doing it i don't when, when i shave yep. in that mustache it's like I become one with the woods, and I, I don't know, something else. Here's the thing about mustache. Like, Kyle can grow a way better mustache than me. So, like, he has a lot of pride in mind, but don't ever have shame in your mustache. Like, Absolutely not. If you can grow on your, on your like, above your lip, below <laughs> your nose, dude, have no shame. It's the mustache. Yeah. Rock it. I love it because, you know what, my mustache, not great. Um, but, you know yep, what, I'm it gets shaved in, and – I tell you what, it uh, it's a good luck charm. And it, it does goes back good. to that having confidence. But I tell you what, there's always yeah. duster, duster men light brown that works good for people with beard skin. 
That's what the wax Look, is for. Man, you just gotta get that colored I wax. I can grow one, but it takes me like three months. So like, oh, I buddy, I've been. A, I think I started pruning for our hunting wow. season like back in May, so we're gonna be ready to rock. Come October. Oh yeah. I I need about a week. I yeah Tom like yeah Tom's maybe that's why he's coming forward here because he can. Like October first, he just kind of thinks about it, and he's ready for. He's got his mustache. He's so good to go. That's really the only thing that grows in. I can't. It doesn't connect. To the <laughs> it just chin naturally to grows the, in all white trash. You like that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's no connection. That's the old Joe Dirt. So, he, so not only the biggest box, but he's bringing all the ladies back to your camp, boy. Yeah, perfect. It's a win-win. They, they, I don't know what it is. They just love it. I tell you what, girls will tell you they don't like mustaches, but they like mustaches. It's secret. It's secret. It's yeah, a, they just it's don't want you to code. know. Yeah, they can't say it out loud, but like secretly they do. Yeah, women have my, like that unwritten rule. Same thing with sure mullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. I, if if I didn't get a professional job, I'd I'd still be rocking a mullet because that's that's a good look. That's yeah. how I feel. I struggle with that all the time. I'm like, well, you know what? Do I have do I have to shave it? Or can I keep it because I gotta I gotta see I gotta plant it for three months. In three months I'll have a nice mustache. But until then, it's gonna look the three months. I'm sure you can grow a nice one in three weeks. No no no. It's very slow. It it it's full, but it's slow. Uh, very slow. That's right. Oh, I feel you, Tom. I mean I Works don't good. feel you because you grow Yeah. But. Yeah, Tom had like a mullet below his shoulders and a great mustache and you you wonder why he killed four deer last year. Tom's got lettuce? Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I mean, it. I don't care how much you hunt and how much you scout. If you got a nice duster and a nice molly, like you're you're blasting deer left and right. It, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Exist. Tom can say that firsthand. I'll for that, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, boys, it's uh, we're getting close. Uh, we're actually we've gone over what we most of our podcasts are, uh, but I kind of saw that coming just because I knew how close, like like minded we were, and I've had. A lot of side stories and stuff, but it's been really fun. Um, but I do, we got it. We ha- got to hit the write it and pen up. Um, you almost gave it away early on. Glad you guys saved it. Um, but whoever Kyle or Ryan wants to go first, or if you guys have a team, write it and pen. Uh, this is the point yeah, where, where we would usually say wet your quills and lay yeah. it down. All right. So, all right. I'll give my closing remarks. I am a 23-year-old rookie-ass hunter. (laughs) I hunted while I was in high school, and then I went to college for five years, and it's been a long time since I've been, you know, since I consider myself in the game. I would like to leave the listeners with, it's never too late. (laughs) It's never too late to start hunting again. You're not even that old. Yeah, I know. I'm really young still. Um, Well, I I guess it was probably something we probably could have hashed out earlier you're we're the same age i didn't realize that like i'm 23 tom's 22 uh frank's yeah. 24 25 and luke's 21 so i mean we're right all at the same age so we i another reason it just everything just kind of lines up yeah so 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 ryan actually was the one that got me hunting initially and he took me on my youth hunt when i was 12 uh, he was in college at the time um but yeah like I don't know. I got, I don't really have anything to say. Like, I just am very happy that me and Ryan are like hunting brings you closer to, 
to the people that you're hunting with. And for me, that's family and family's a big deal. And, uh, I don't know, I guess that's my takeaway. <laughs> no, I like that. That's never too late yeah. for sure. That's a good, that's a good point. So for, for me, I'm 32. So I'm married. I got two kids. So like I took Kyle on his first, first youth, youth hunt. And, you know, he shot a block within like 30 minutes or something. Oh, so he got, you ruined him. Got off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that, and so that drove me. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the, the thing I'll leave for me in writing is, you know, hunting, hunting and what really bothers me the most sometimes when some people will post a picture of a beautiful buck, whether it's one or even a doe, it's one and a half year old, two and a half year old, three, whatever it is. And they, and they put a little disclaimer on there, not the biggest one on the property or he's seen bigger. He's not my, it's like you pulled the trigger, you killed the deer, you wanted to shoot it, just own it. Okay. Stop apologizing for killing deer because there's nothing more sacred in life than going out and harvesting, which is a euphemism for killing. Like I'll say, like we kill deer. Yeah. We, okay, we're we big it. about, uh, you kill deer, you harvest corn. Um, you know, it, exactly. we don't, we don't sugarcoat it. You can, you're, we're killing them. That's, it's what you're doing. Yeah. 100%. So if you're going to kill it and you wanted to kill it, like just own it. Okay. Don't apologize ever for killing a deer that was legally taken and you know just just soak it up enjoy it if someone and and so all those people out there saying you should have passed or that was the baby well you got your own tag and the guy that shot the one that you called the baby is now out of the woods so that's one less hunter for you to compete against so when you don't get deer at the end of the year what's your you know what's your excuse so just you know hunt, hunt your hunt that's the biggest thing to me and be proud of whatever you shoot if, if for some reason you're like, well, it wasn't big enough, well, maybe next year don't shoot one that big or that small. Wait for a bigger one. And eventually you'll progress through your hunting career. You know, because Kyle and I are 10 years apart, and we're on separate wavelengths when it comes to deer hunting. But I'll never knock him for shooting one. He'll never knock me for not shooting one. That's just the biggest thing. Hunt your hunt. Own up to it. Fill your freezer. Feed your family. Crack beers with friends. Have a great day. That's, that's what it's all about to me. And grow a mustache. And grow a mustache. Absolutely. No. I'm with Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's, I really like that a lot. And we, like I said, we, I, we can't agree more on that. Um, I, like, I'm just as irritated when I see that, you know, not the biggest buck. Like, I see that so much. Like, I don't, does Michigan have, like, a hunting page on Facebook? Because, like, PA has, like, Hunting Pennsylvania. And it's, like, I mean, there's, like, 60,000 yeah. members. And every year there's yep. like this kid that's like 12, 13, 14, like young kid and probably holding his first buck. Like that smile should be ear to ear. And, you know, he makes some comment like at the bottom, you know, not the biggest buck on the page or whatever. It's like, dude, just enjoy the fact that you killed your first buck. Um, I remember uh, my first buck, my, I was hunting with my grandpa and I was probably, we do, a, we have a mentor program in PA. So I was probably like 11. Um, and this buck came in and it was a, it was a little five point and just, I mean, like just basically a spike, but had some couple little points off of it. And uh, my grandpa asked me, he's like, do you want him? And I was like, yeah, I want him. That's the first buck I've ever seen in the <laughs> woods, you know? And, and oh. I pulled up shot and I didn't regret that shot once. I, mean, I was, 
I, I like it was just like a an amazing thing. I just I never understood why people regret like or you know have to like defend their apologize. kill. Like you've you, yeah, like apologize exactly. That's a perfect word for it. Like you killed it, oh. own it, be happy about it, and go and celebrate with your buddies. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like uh, us like-minded people, we need to support those people. You know, like if you see somebody buck bashing, like you know, call that person out and be like, "Listen, buddy, it was a, it was a legal kill. Is his first buck or his one hundredth buck?" But look at the smile on his face. Yeah, he didn't pass for. You know, it's like stop bringing the guy down. You know, if you want to wait for a five-year-old, well, wait for a five-year-old. But don't bash somebody else. It, you know, it's like, are you mad because he's killing and you're not, but you're too good to shoot a spike? Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just over the top a lot of times. I think that culture is changing across the I, board. I think it's definitely know. a little bit. Um, yeah. And we run, we do like during deer season, we do what we call the big buck alert, um, which did really well last year. And basically like anybody that follows us can send us pictures of their buck. Um, and we feature them and their kill um, as they come in. Like it, it could be, you know, one a week, it could be 10 in a week. Um, and we've got bucks anywhere from, you know, 160 down to like 90 inches. Like it doesn't matter to us. We want the story on the buck and you know, that's it. Like we want picture you with your deer and the story behind it. Like I don't, we don't care what size deer you kill. Like it's good. It's, it's a buck, it's a doe, whatever. Like you just enjoy it. You know, it all eats the same. That's what I always say. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have I have a three, a four, a five, and a seven under my belt. <laughs> I got no regrets. Yeah, <laughs> no regrets. Keep pulling. Yeah, no regrets. Keep pulling the trigger. Like keep said, releasing the arrows. And yeah, exactly. You know, like like he was playing college football, so you know, Saturday's game day. Saturday night, you know, he's out getting ready. So maybe Sunday is his only day to hunt, and then maybe it's like after Thanksgiving, so it's late in the season, and a three point comes running by at 5.30 and get dark at 5.35. Like, you think he's going to pass? Absolutely not. And I, I love when he calls me, and he's like, dude, I just shot a buck. I'm like, no way. You know, I'm, I'm like more jacked than he is. And I'm sitting at my house watching TV. You know, he's out there in the field, you know, killing bucks. So, just got to all support each other. That's the biggest thing with hunting, I think. No, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you, guys. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you, and I'm appreciating that you guys actually wanted to bullshit with us for the last hour and a half. Um, yeah, thanks. It's, uh, I did, like I said, I didn't realize you guys lived so far apart, so it means a lot to us that you guys made the drive together to meet up and no, I have, sit I down with us. And you guys, <laughs> you guys, you guys popped our uh, podcast cherry. So congratulations! All right, <laughs> that's perfect. Such an honor. So. All right, guys. Uh, appreciate it. I think uh, right, we'll have to touch base again, you know, after season, see how everything went. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to you guys before then, but I mean, maybe another podcast once you guys get yours going. And um, it'll be fun this year to see how everything goes. Um, for yeah, everybody. we can get a part yeah. two. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. So one more I, time. We'll- there was a lot of stories I know that I felt like we could just keep going and stuff I wanted to say that I'm like, you know, we'll, we'll be here all night. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have to talk again and especially once we get Frank back too. Um, I know he enjoys Frank your stuff too. So I know he's going to be a little upset that we did it while he was gone, but you know, the, you got to keep grinding while he's out having fun. So. Absolutely. So. You, you guys said you did something in uh, gun season, like a, what was it? Not a, not a big buck pull, but big buck alert. What was it called? Big buck alert. Big buck. Um, 
Yeah, That's basically, it's just a post, and we just, you know, put the red sirens in the head, like in the in the post, and it was yeah. just kind of like a, a signature thing we were doing, um, and we actually had a big page copy us, um, like, after, like, we were probably doing it for like two or three weeks, and like a big page um, started doing it, and I called him out on, inst- or like, on, like, instant messaging, I was like, dude, yeah. like, we've been doing this for weeks, like, you know, like knock it off basically. And they did stop, like they changed it. Um, but, uh, it, it, it was just something for us to like try and get like our followers involved and just like send us pictures of your deer and we'll post them up for you. And, you know, just, it's just something cool for like, especially for me, you know, like if you're getting, if you're having a rough season and you're not seeing shit out there and maybe you are scrolling through Instagram in your tree stand, you know, um, you come across a big buck alert and kind of see, oh, oh, hey, somebody's having good luck out there, and it hopefully brings your spirits up a little bit. So it's it's fun. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yep, absolutely. Well, if we get one, we'll definitely send it your way. I appreciate it. Yeah, bucks or does. We post, obviously, the does aren't going to be in the big buck alert, but we post does and anything else, even cool shit while you're hunting, too. We like to post up because, like, there's all I – mean, you guys know you've been in the woods long enough. You see all kinds of cool stuff that not everybody gets an opportunity to see. Yeah, we have, um, I'm like fresh out of venison, but we have an early doe season mission where you can take a gun out in like middle of September. And it ha- happens to be on my birthday. So that's why you want I'm, to go out. Yeah, I might uh, try to get myself a birthday doe um, in September. I'll send you guys that way if I get lucky. Oh, heck yeah. Going after a big old nanny. I'm going to out doe him. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, right. Good luck this season. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. It's been real. I probably really appreciate it. Have a great night. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode with Deers and Beers with uh, Kyle and Ryan. Uh, they're well, that was a lot of fun on that podcast. I really enjoyed that. Um, wish Frank would have been able to be around for it, but you know he's out grinding, doing his own thing. Um, if you guys are tuning in right when it got released, it's awfully early. Sunday morning, um, but most of you guys are listening Monday, out grinding, so enjoy your day at work, and when that bell goes off, make sure you guys are getting outside. Mm-hmm.